Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. I love the accent that Doge was using. It's Welcome to Two Chunks and Hunk. My name is Jordan Fontes. Today we will be discussing a movie called... Wait, we need to start now. My name is Doge. We will be discussing a movie... Uh, two Chunks und one Hunk. Known in my country as uh, Poopy Pants. <laughs> Bettschnitt versus Superheim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. I'm Jordan Wonders and I will be your chunk for the week. I'm Doge and I am your chunkretary of state. <laughs> and I'm David Bleese and I'm your hunk on demand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This week we're going to be talking about a movie that is near and dear to nobody's heart. That's right. A movie known as Batman versus Superman. Well, this movie is a movie, and Doge, why don't you hit us with a quick synopsis? Okay. Um. I'm going to look right in this camera, and I'm going to tell you something very serious. Um, normally on this podcast, we have a switch that we like to flip called the silly switch, where everything that we say is filtered as if it were a joke. The things I'm about to say are not jokes, and they should not be interpreted as such. I'm going to reach up here and flip the silly switch off, because I earnestly tried my best to summarize this movie for about 45 minutes today, and my labors were unfruitful. So... The, the, the plot of this movie begins, the Batman side does, um, whenever he is unable to save employees of Wayne Enterprises from the destruction we saw at the end of Steelman. Yep. Um, and so because of that, he's very angry at the Kryptonians, and he tells Alfred he's after a weapons dealer who's coming to Gotham to build a dirty bomb. Turns out, the Batman... <laughs> no bomb. No bomb. He's after Kryptonite. Um, the Superman side of this story... Starts when he saves Lois from a terrorist attack in the desert. Uh, a bullet gets embedded in Lois's field journal, which she then runs analysis on, finds out it's an experimental round designed by LexCorp. Mm. As an attempt to frame Superman, uh, because he knows Superman's going to intervene, because he already knows Superman's Clark Kent, he's going to intervene to save Lois, and it's going to turn public opinion against Superman. Okay, right. tracking. Now that Superman is hated by both Bruce Wayne and Lex Luthor, we can really get the wheel spinning on this bad boy. Um, so Superman, uh, I mean, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne meet at a fundraiser. It's not a fundraiser. It's a dinner honoring Lex Luthor. And they trade insults about each other's secret identities. <laughs> and then Bruce goes downstairs to Lex's server room to try and steal information about where the kryptonite may be held. And he's accidentally foiled by Wonder Woman, who's in this movie. <laughs> We're she deep now. She steals his drive. <laughs> Clark, listening on the com, she literally steals his drive and his drive. Um, Superman deduces that Bruce Wayne is Batman because he hears Alfred super on the hearing. com through yep. his super hearing and super leaping to conclusions. Um, at this point, some other stuff happens. It is so hard to keep track of what's going on in this movie. Um, basically, what we come down to is that 
Lex detonates a bomb on Capitol Hill, and Superman is blamed. Superman is blamed for it. He kills Mrs. Incredible, <laughs> um, and then Superman leaves and goes and talks to his mom. And his mom says, "You don't have to be anything to these people." And then Superman leaves from there and goes to the mountains and vividly hallucinates about his dead father. And his dead father tells him a story about when he tried to save the farm but accidentally killed some horses. And somehow the pile of sticks that his dead father was building is still there when the hallucination ends. And then for all this time, Batman, Wonder Woman has his drive and Batman goes to her and tries to get his drive from her. And she finds out that she actually has now unstolen it and put it back in the glove box of his car. And so he gets the drive and goes home and tries to decrypt it. And while it's decrypting, he has a fever dream about an evil Superman and which may or may not have been a trailer for justice league. And then after he finally decrypts the drive, he finds out the location of the kryptonite. He goes to steal the kryptonite and is accidentally foiled by Superman when he drives the Batmobile into Superman. And then he says, do you bleed? You will. And then, Basically, this, this all builds to a confrontation in which Lex kidnaps Lois and Martha and says, I'm going to throw Lois off this building. You have to save her. And I'm going to kill your mom unless you kill Batman. <laughs> and uh, so Superman saves Lois and then goes and very reluctantly at first tries to kill Batman. And then Batman blows up a kryptonite gas grenade in his face. And so Superman stops, says, it's time to stop talking. Time to start punching. And he fights Batman. And then he, Batman is winning because he has kryptonite and Batman's about to kill him. And then Superman says he's going to kill Martha. And then Batman has a complete meltdown. And then Lois comes and God bless Amy Adams delivers the line. Martha is his mom's name. Martha is his mom's name so earnestly. And then like the flip of the switch on the bat signal, the bat and the soup are friends. And so Batman goes to save Martha. Superman goes to confront Lex. Lex unleashes the cave troll from Fellowship of the Ring on our heroes. The pale orc! And then they fight it. The government tries to nuke it. And then Superman realizes that the only thing he can do is take the weapon that only hurts him and fly it directly at Doomsday. Thus, sacrificing his life for the good of humanity. So, this movie is a mess. Yeah. Yes, the movie's a mess. And uh, so let's start from the beginning. We we basically pick up where Man of Steel left off, Mm. which is... Superman killed Zod mm-hmm. and destroyed all of Metropolis. Right. Or some of it. Or a lot of it. <laughs> and most importantly, <laughs> we pick up right where we left off with the downtrodden boss of a group of journalists <laughs> from a failing newspaper. Yes, that's right. Perry White is back. Coming this Christmas. And this Christmas for the company Christmas party, he's getting crazy. Fall in love with Perry White. All over again. So we pick up in Metropolis, and I, I actually really like that scene. I love that scene. That is astonishingly hot coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I really like, <laughs> I've started this sentence like 12, 12 times. Uh, I really enjoy that scene where we get to see Metropolis basically from a citizen's point of view. Right. We see him destroying Metropolis. Yes. We yeah. see the havoc that's happening. And really, we get to see a seed planted in Batman Bruce Wayne, that I don't trust Superman. Sure. Like, look at what he's caused. The pain, yeah. yeah. And and I love that they start this movie, they don't really end the movie like this, but they start the movie addressing the ramifications of what happened in the last movie, sure. which yeah. is he destroyed Metropolis, he killed Zod. Is he good? And question they kind of start asking that question. I will say, though, this time, so this was my second time to watch this movie, mm-hmm. um, and I sympathized and understood Batman's point of view much more yeah. this time. I yeah. think it's because I'm coming off of Man of Steel with really fresh eyes and realizing how truly problematic the existence of the Superman is. Yeah. Sure. And I think we, we, we meet a Batman, which is taken off of Frank Miller's The the Dark Dark Knight Returns, yeah, yeah, yeah. where we have an older, more cynical, more weathered Batman, yeah. which makes sense that he would see that and just see a threat. Sure. And so I love that opening. But before we get to that opening, there is a small scene where we are introduced to the death of 
the Wayne parents. Sure. Right. I loved the way that was shot. It was shot beautifully. Oh, right. it was so nice. Right. But I, I, I will say if you watch, I know you, either of you guys watch the walking dead. I know you don't. Do you watch Walking Dead? I don't. Okay. If you are watching this or listening to this and you watch the walking dead, then it's important for you to know that ba- both in the Batman's dead. parents mm-hmm. are Maggie and Negan, which is very, very strange. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Well, I was, I was just going to say, I think that, uh, I can shed a little light on what happens in that opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need it desperately. <laughs> there's a there's a really a really wonderful scene, um, dream sequence. Who knows? Honestly, um, where young Bruce falls down a well, and I I think I can help us kind of understand how he gets back <laughs> yep. out. Um, you see, when when young Master Bruce falls down into this well, he learns something. <laughs> That there's bats there. He learns there. that there's bats there. <laughs> yep. And with that newfound lo- knowledge, Bruce Wayne can fly. And he uses that power to fly up, 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 out of the well, out of reality, and out of my interest for the remainder of the movie. And what this, what this also does is it sets a tone for the whole movie, which is you might be dreaming. No way to know. <laughs> there are <It's> five <laughs> dream sequences that you have no idea are dream sequences. At any given point, any character could just go... <laughs> <laughs> and just wake it's, up. It's the movie that cried dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible and it's confusing. Yes. There are so many scenes where you don't know what's happening and then someone just jolts and you're like... Mm. Okay, well, and it I feels will... like the movie's just like... Huh. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. You stupid idiot. You, you thought, thought what that was, was real? Screen? You believe really that? happening you in this story? You thought we do that? <laughs> <laughs> so we open, we have, we have Batman, who we see is, doesn't trust Superman anymore. Sure. Or, or, or really just doesn't trust him yeah. at all. Understandably and, so. Sure. And, and that's the foundation of this movie. Right. Is it's Batman versus Superman. We have to know why he's fighting Superman. It's because he's a super huge liability. But then, uh, we're introduced to Superman's intro for this movie which is terrible yes where he's in a desert oh yeah yeah somewhere yep which again is snyder's mo for locations he's in a desert boy yeah if you will <laughs> he's in the desert uh and it also brings up the question again which is what kind of reporter is lois lane <laughs> she has the most dangerous job in the world she just go she, okay has this lois lane won a pulitzer because I know that Christopher Reeves, Lois Lane, won a Pulitzer for Mm. her op-ed piece, My Night with Superman, or something like that. Well, this Lois Lane did translate the heptapod language (laughs) in the movie Arrival. Hey, spoilers for Arrival. (laughs) (laughs) So she comes out, and this we find out later that this is a setup to frame Superman. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And... I guess <laughs> I, I still to this day do not know how that would frame Superman. He is no. a notorious gun haver. <laughs> yeah. Um, they so, shoot people. Yeah, he's and a big gun boy. We find out it's like, Oh my goodness, that whole thing was to frame Superman. And we're like, with how bullets with what, with what information? I see there's bullets on the ground. Must, must Superman's soup. work. Soup was here. And I would just love to point out the enormous amount of confidence that Lois has in the fact that Superman's going to arrive just in the nick of just time. Just in time. Because if he's one yeah. second late, she's dead. <laughs> she's gone. And this is a huge dump because we leave Man of Steel and we're like, okay, what, what are we going to get? Is Superman going to learn something? Is he going to learn, I don't kill? Mm. Like, was was him killing Zod that line where he was like, I can't do this anymore? Right. And we find out in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Nope. No. Nah, he's cool with it still. He's all right. There murder. is no way that that warlord that has Lois at gunpoint is anything other <laughs> than, than a, a bug on Superman's windshield yeah, at this but point. What we what we know is that if Superman loves murder, then oh boy, is he in good company in this movie. Oh my goodness, because oh, Batman murders a whole bunch I of twenty-one say, people to before, be exact. Before we move on from the desert, the desert frame up, which yes. sounds like the title of like a nineteen twenties serial, <laughs> the desert frame up, starring Clark Kent. Um, you guys both know this because of who you are. Pretend like you don't, because it's way more entertaining that way. The cameraman, what's that? Um, a man is like a woman, but d- more dude, but boy style, but boy style. Um, the cameraman who is a CIA undercover agent. Yep. He's not named in this movie, uh, and we find out during the credits that that is Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. That's Jimmy Olsen. 
Apparently. Yeah. And why? Why? How, yeah. Jimmy Olsen works for the Daily Planet, not in Snyder's universe. Well, let me tell you why. Because Zack Snyder's favorite thing in the world is to go, did you catch that? <laughs> I put it in there just for you, diehards. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, did you? Because yeah. it's... Not at all what I was looking for. <laughs> did, 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 did you see that guy? Yeah. That was the flash. <laughs> oh, bet you didn't see him because he was too walking, fast. He was walking very briskly. <laughs> did you see that whale in Man of Steel? Aqua Aquaman. <laughs> Zack Snyder's version of a Stan Lee cameo is to just throw something at the screen and be like, did you see it? <laughs> that was uh, Martha, I guess. Why did you say the name? <laughs> <laughs> so... We, we see that Superman's cool with killing people. Right. But here's probably one of my biggest dumps of this movie. I don't mm. know if I want to throw my super dump out yet. Just yet. But one of the biggest dumps of this movie is that Batman is murdering everybody. Everybody. Left and right. And here's the thing. They're setting up this movie to basically be the Injustice mm. uh, graphic novel, which if you don't know what Injustice is, Injustice is where uh, Superman, essentially, the Joker kills... Lois Lane right. and her baby. She's pregnant. So Superman's unborn child. So yeah. Superman freaks out and goes to Batman and says, you should have killed the Joker. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you didn't. And look how many people have died because you didn't do that. Right. And Batman yeah. says, I, we, I don't kill. Yeah. I have a hard line. I do not kill. Well, and that, I, I, I just want to jump off of that into um, kind of a, a roundabout way to get to my actual super pump, which is, I want to start by saying, Batman is my favorite fictional character of all time. Yep. I love Batman. Look at my shirt. Look at my shirt. <laughs> and if, for those of you listening at home, uh, Jordan is wearing a Batman t-shirt. You know it. But if you can create a movie where I am actively rooting against Batman for the majority of it, you have done something incredible and terrible. <laughs> so this is your super dump. Well, n- not just yet. Okay. Um, I don't love it. I will dump on it for sure that he's killing people, but Batman is just a jerk this whole movie, but I, I want to zero in on one thing. And that is Batman's moral code is what makes him Batman. Yeah. The essence of Batman is the fact that this is honestly a crazy person who puts on a bat costume and fights people, but he is so good at it that it is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately the only thing that stops him from becoming evil. And he admits this in comics is the fact that he won't kill because he knows not that killing is wrong, which he does acknowledge, but yeah. if he kills, there's no going back. Yeah, he'll love it. Once he steps over that line, he will continue yeah. because he would be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Batman's way darker than most people realize. Yeah. It's, it's not like, Oh, I don't kill. Cause that's the right thing to do. It's right. like, he knows if I just, if I just put a toe over that line, I will become a murderer. Right. I'll yeah. murder every, every bad person out there. And I, and that makes me like them. Yeah. So he has a hard line that he'll never cross. Sure. They set this movie up. And they try to give you injustice where Superman snaps. That's the, one of the one of the many dream sequences that you see is those people with the Superman arm patches, right? Which is the when Superman becomes a tyrant, right? Because he says we have to we, we have to set things straight and keep the peace, and he becomes a tyrant. But that doesn't work if Batman's killing people also. Sure, I am so trigger happy with my super dumps on this movie. I almost immediately was just like dream sequence super dump. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have to pace oh my myself. Gosh. But I, I will say that aspect of Batman is is almost my super dump. That he but, kills. But it's it kills. definitely is a dump. But but I but what I do want to do is focus on what is actually my super pump, which is um the earliest scene of Batman the Hero. Yeah. Um Batman the Hero uh is introduced in what what I think is honestly a wonderful scene. Um, where he is entering into this house, this abandoned house um, that is uh, kind of the headquarters for this guy who is running a sex trafficking ring. And the police officers enter into this place and they see these girls uh, in a jail cell and they go to set them free. They go, you know, you're free, get out of here. And they pull the gate and the girls immediately just yank it back closed. And they're shaking and they look at these police officers and they say, there's a devil here and it saved us, but it's still here. And that moment, the terror of Batman stalking through this house, just being this horrifying vision in the corners, literally in one scene, is... I think the perfect depiction of Batman as this thing that people should fear, but feel protected by. Yeah. Yeah. And so for that reason, that first scene of Batman 
because of the hope that it inspired that was soon dashed. Yeah. <laughs> that scene is my super pump for this movie. Yeah. And I don't want to take a dump all over your super pump. I'm going to, but <laughs> the, the police officer with the worst peripheral vision of yeah. all time. Batman's pretty clearly visible in that he, corner. He walked room is very well lit. Other Batman's than, just like, other don't than, go to sleep. Yeah. I'm not here. Yeah. I'm not here. Other than camera here. angles, there's no way that you don't see a 240 pound, six foot three tank goodness in the corner of the room. Is he that big? He's humongous. Oh my goodness. And we pan over and we see a gray suit like, uh, I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll dump on that. On yeah. that super but yeah. I do love the scene where they, they, they get, they give us a few scenes where we see Batman, just yeah. glimmers of hope of the actual Batman. Well, and somewhere we said this about man of steel too. So I won't harp on it because it's just the case. It's just true. But somewhere in this movie lies a wonderful movie. I honestly being real with you, think that somewhere in this movie lies three or four good movies. Yeah, no, that that's great. That's a good all point. smashed into one kebab of a movie. That's great. Well, here's the thing about this movie. Zack Snyder created a movie that was too intensely Easter egg filled too intensely specific too dense for yeah. anyone who wasn't a diehard fan to latch on to anything. Yeah. But changed far too many pivotal points about characters and plot lines for anybody who was a diehard fan yeah. to actually care about. This movie was so confusing if you don't read comic books. It, it ultimately ended up being a movie with an audience of zero. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> no, it's true. There, and, and he tries to throw like Easter eggs. Yeah which are supposed to be hidden in the background. His Easter eggs are 10 minute scenes yeah. that no one knows except the really diehard fans. Right. His Easter eggs is cute little trailers made by Lex Luthor accompanied by logos for each member of the justice league that we have yet to meet. I want to move on to, we, we meet Batman and we, we get his point of view. Yeah. Superman can't yeah. be trusted. We meet Superman. They're trying to pin this, desert scene on him which we don't understand and then we meet alfred which is one of my biggest pumps of this movie mm -hmm. same i love alfred i think he's incredible yeah what do you guys pump. think do you guys like are you, I, are you with me i am not with you really oh my goodness. i love jeremy irons and i love the idea of jeremy irons as alfred i do not care for alfred in this movie uh, and i think it's Honestly, the writing, because it seems like Alfred hates Bruce so much. And I get that he's trying to be sarcastic and like a little bit like yeah. rougher Alfred. Sure. I don't buy that they have anything other than a completely formal and forced relationship. See, I, I, I liked the relationship. I looked at him as the dad that was like, dude, you're going down the wrong way. Yeah, you're I, going down. I the loved path. that. I loved that speech. He's like the fever, the rage that turns good men cruel. Yeah. That was awesome sure, because yeah. what that sets up, what that speech yeah. sets up is a movie in which Batman realizes the humanity of Superman and in so doing rediscovers his own humanity. And that's a completely different movie that does not and should not involve doomsday mm -hmm, at yeah. the end of it. Yeah. Um, because that, and that, that's kind of what threw me on, on making the synopsis for this one. I think this may be a four act structure with very ill defined acts one and two. Sure. And then act three is the resolution of the Superman Batman conflict. And act four is the resolution of the heroes versus Lex conflict. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, whether it's the editing or the writing, it's just a very bizarrely constructed movie. You, some could say a bizarrely constructed hey. movie. Those are for all could. the comic fans out there. We're trying to isolate you like this movie did. Yeah. <laughs> this is an Easter egg. We're trying to make you, you as uncomfortable fans. as I've ever seen in this entire film. <laughs> well, and, and I want to I just dump on something real quick uh, because this they said that Batman has been Batman for 20 years in this film. Right. He says we've been here for 20 years. This is an older, yeah. weathered Batman. Yeah. Here's what I don't get. When we're introduced to Batman... The public's like confused, like the, this this bat vigilante. You're like, you mean Batman, <laughs> the guy that's been running around Gotham for twenty years? We don't know who he is. You know the guy who entire children have been born, graduated from high school, graduated from college, and become married adults in, in his career. Years. That one, yeah. They're just like this 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 bat brand mysterious bat vigilante terrorizes gotham again yeah, yo like, you mean the one who's got the laser beam that shines into the sky and yeah. says go here he's best friends with the police <laughs> has a sign in the sky <laughs> that they shine for help 
you know the guy who drives a tank on the street? <laughs> yeah. So wait, yeah, that guy. Wait, so bat Batman? <laughs> Yeah, I hated that. Yeah. I hate. I yeah, hated agreed. that we 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 had to like do some sort of like origin. Like we're finding out who Batman is, and then they try to say that he's been there twenty years. So we, maybe we, he's been like so secret, so <laughs> very, in the very shadows silent. that nobody even knows he exists. And everybody, when they see the bat signal, they're just like, "Oh, weather's weird tonight." Well, and so we meet Batman, we meet Superman, and then we meet Lex. Yep. I want to talk about Lex for a second. Yep. Mm. <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> we we, t- we we meet Lex. And that's not Lex Luthor. No, no, it's not. Like, that's the thing. That's not Lex Luthor. It is the founder of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this. Uh, it is. It very much feels in this movie like Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg was cast as Heath Ledger's Joker's understudy. Dang. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, because there are so many bizarre ledger-like mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so much just weird like inflection in the way he talks. Everything it's, is just at different volumes to convey how crazy he is. And he has is. long hair, and that looks so stupid yeah. on yeah, guys. Guy, I always have thought guys <laughs> and with long it's hair like are They dumb. should not be allowed in public. It's no. a pretty big side, side gag where uh, we noticed that uh, Doge has really long, long hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's a monster. Well, yeah. I, I think I think we, we have a Lex Luthor that I think they tried to give us, and maybe they thought that they gave us, yeah. uh, a BBC Sherlock Moriarty type character. Very intellectual, yeah, crazy, right. kind of yeah. like schizophrenic almost. Okay. But that's not Lex Luthor. No. no. It's also not what we were delivered. No, it's true. No. It, it wasn't Moriarty. <laughs> they tried to be Moriarty, but it's not Lex, Lex Luthor, honestly. And I think I was ruined because before this movie came out, there was a fake trailer that came out mm-hmm. where Brian Cranston oh, scenes yeah. from Breaking Bad were put oh, into, yeah. and it was incredible. That if was you so haven't good. seen it, Chunkies, you need to go. <laughs> My Chunkies, <laughs> don't get it. Hey, we'll try and find that and put a link to that in the show notes. <laughs> it's incredible, and it ruins this movie. It's yeah. better than this it's movie. It's better. It than is. This, much this trailer better is better movie. than the movie, and because. Breaking Bad, honestly, was a better Lex Luthor. I thought the best Lex Luthor I've seen was was Wilson Fisk from Daredevil. Yep. That, Absolutely. Yeah. That's Lex Luthor. Someone yeah. who is powerful, yeah. who's political, who can actually betray the people, but kind of smooth them to make them yeah, think that and he's, he's a good guy. And he's untouchable. Yeah. yeah. You can't do anything. But yeah. this Lex Luthor was just kind of whiny. <laughs> Am I allowed to give my super pump for this movie to Vincent D'Onofrio in Daredevil season one for his portrayal of the Kingpin? <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, okay. you can go ahead All right. and do that. I am going to do that. That is my super pump for this movie. My super pump Thanks, Marvel. <laughs> goes to Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> so we're giving a Lex that we, we don't, it's not really Lex Luthor. Sure. No. But his plan, which is actually a pretty, it, we, we kind of see Lex's side. Yeah. He says, look at Superman. Mm. Look at the liability. I'm saying, let's not depend on him to just be good. Let's create a deterrent just in case he goes bad. Right. That's his, that's his argument. And sure. it's a pretty good argument. And he says, we're going to use kryptonite. We're going to form a weapon, which later gets denied. Yeah. But I'm not sure how his plan ever gets in process by that one guy who just okays all of his requests. <laughs> this well, guy comes the power out of Jolly Ranchers. I guess this guy comes out of nowhere <laughs> and he's like, what's your wish list? And he's like, I don't know, like Zod's body and the entire the spaceship goes, done. <laughs> done, done. I have so much authority. You don't even done. know. He goes, what's in it for me? And, and Lex, Lex goes, goes, here's a Jolly Rancho. <laughs> it's cherry. <laughs> and, and not only to give Zod's body, but to be completely unsupervised with Zod's body. Yeah, just go. You're good. We get it. With the Zoddy. He wants that Zoddy. <laughs> and he takes Zod's fingerprints and he goes wants into those the spaceship. Zingers, and zingers rinse. Why is a Kryptonian spacecraft fingerprint operated? It is less secure than the new iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Apple was like, fingerprints? Not secure enough. We're going to no. scan your face. On Krypton, they said, fingerprints are good enough for Let's us. Take it. Keep doing fingerprints. You We've can, never seen them before, but keep doing them. You will literally have the power to create a life using only your fingerprints. <laughs> An abomination. So Lex has this plan. And, and here's the one thing that I hate about this movie and really just this Batman yeah. is Batman is always the smartest man in the room. Mm-hmm. If you know Batman in the comics, 
like people that say like how would Batman ever beat Superman? Um, he would destroy Superman. Yes. He could destroy the whole Justice League. Yes, he's the smartest man in the room always. Watch Doom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it used to be on Netflix. Check out Justice League Doom if you're interested in that kind well, of thing. Well, and even yeah. in in Justice League War, another animated film where Superman's about to punch and kill Batman, and he says, "Hey, Clark." And stops he right. stops yeah. in his track like, how do you know that? And you're like, oh, I don't know, because because Batman knows everything. everything. That moment is completely reversed in this movie. Yes. Did you notice that when Superman confronts Batman on the roof? He's like, Bruce, we need to talk. Exactly. And Batman's like, I don't know. Well, he knows, <laughs> he knows that he's Bruce because, thankfully, his lovely, lovely mommy in the closet and Man <laughs> of Steel was able to say... Use your special Listen ears. Listen to the sound of my voice. And so now he's able an to... Island. Don't dump on that scene. I love that scene. <laughs> he was able to uh, pick out Bruce's earpiece through... At the party. Sound? Yeah, yeah and I get that. But here's the thing. That I don't! <laughs> he's got super hearing. He gets it. But I don't, yeah, I don't know if he would necessarily put it together that he's Batman. Yeah. Obviously, something sketchy is going on, but he's like, no, yeah. no, that's Batman. That's Batman for sure. Only Batman talks to people on a Bluetooth <laughs> ear set. <laughs> to be fair, he has a Bluetooth ear set. And he's six foot three, two hundred forty pounds, and terrifying looking. Sure. So. And he has the same chin as Batman. But here's that the, can't mean he, anything. Here's the thing that I hate about Batman is he's constantly behind in this movie. Yeah, yeah. he's supposed to be the smartest person in the DC <laughs> universe, and he's constantly like, "What? What's going on?" He he gets accidentally foiled by Superman standing in the road. Mm. Yep, and he gets foiled by Wonder Woman walking briskly yes. away from him carrying yep. a flash yes. drive, and he just goes. Wait, where are you? Oh, you're gone. And, and Wonder Woman's email from Lex. Please, <laughs> please talk about it. She emails him the old picture. Or no, he emails it to her. Yeah, Bruce yeah. And he goes, Diana. who are you? Is that you? What is this? That's in the picture? Wait, that's you in the picture. With Chris Pine? <laughs> who are you? That's Captain Kirk. And you're only from Fast and Furious. Who are you? He's constantly behind the eight ball in this movie and that's not batman no not they, at all they, they portray lex as like he knows everything and batman's like there's more metahumans huh <laughs> other people have moms <laughs> yeah goodness I, gracious i don't know <laughs> yeah we're, 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 we're gonna we're gonna get there for sure but ultimately this just wasn't batman sure we no. got glimmers mm. of of hope here and there in yeah. batman I, uh, it was actually an s but that's understandable. <laughs> yeah. Well, on, on Superman's planet, it actually stands for mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'm going to throw out my super pump. Yeah. Hit it. My super pump is the brawling scene where Batman's fighting in the garage. Really? I loved it. In Really? That's really? my, that's my, could be, like when he goes to rescue Martha? Yes. I mean, you do you. Call but. me crazy. <laughs> okay. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like that is the closest we've gotten to a, a Sherlock actual... Sherlock Holmes movie starring Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no. <laughs> actual fighting <Just> Batman. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think... I, I love that scene because I think we see a Batman, a brawling Batman, a Batman who's not to be messed with. And I, I loved that scene. Now, did he kill people? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's a little murder? Well, and and the the death count. They say this movie's twenty one. I think it's twenty. That that dude he w hit with a box. That's, that's murder. He's not going to be the same. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Well, after watching this movie, neither am I. Listen, Batman didn't technically kill Jacob, but he needs a machine to breathe and poop now. <laughs> He's dead to his family, so let's go ahead and just add him to that body count, just in the interest of being thorough. He's super different now. <laughs> anyway, I loved it. That, I will say, I was... That's your super pump? You're that's not totally... I considered giving my super pump to that scene until I remembered Vincent D'Onofrio in season one of Daredevil. <laughs> so, you're not super off base. I loved that scene. I loved how he partnered with Alfred. I loved that he... Uh, that he just destroyed everybody. But, but again, and Jordan made this point when we watched it this morning, if... You know, that scene where he has the flamethrower to the mom. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I'll do it. And Batman's like, okay, how do I get out of this? I believe you. But in the in the in in his mind, he can kill that dude, which makes that scene not very powerful. Yeah. I here's my fix for that scene, which would have made me, even now, the second time I watch it, made me enjoy this more. Scene plays out exactly the same, except for Jacob. Batman does not turn him into a vegetable. He just punches him really, like just a sweet, <laughs> real, little, real smooth, punch. sweet little bop on the nose, and Jake, Jacob like goes, a tummy punch. He goes to sleep. Um, and then we get to that same scene, and he's got the flamethrower on uh, the mom, on Martha, yeah. 
And he says, I'll kill her. I'll do it. And Batman goes, I believe you. And then Batman says now, and through the window behind flamethrower in bursts, Nightwing or a Robin or Oof, somebody yeah. from Batman's extended family. That'd be good. Choke holds uh, the the Russian guy, KG Beast. He's a character from the comics called KG Beast. Um, choke holds him, takes him out non-lethally. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that scene isn't powerful because we're like, oh, he'll just kill that guy. Yeah. And, and it, that's takes, not, it takes all suspense out. Yeah. If, if, if we had to sit there going, how's he going to do this? Yeah. How's he going to get out of this without killing this guy? Cause that's not what he does. Then I'm sitting going, Oh man, yeah, I'm tense. I want to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. But when it's like, no, could, I mean, he could just murder him. Have we thought about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like the 20 other people he just killed. Well, and that, Seriously. that, that creates a huge problem when you see the Robin suit in the Batcave. It yeah. says, ha ha jokes yes. on you, Batman. Yeah. Uh, yes. If you are, that's something that the three of us got right away because we are dorks and are super yeah, into those dorks. comics. If you're into comics, you're not a dork. I'm sorry <laughs> that I insulted you. Um, I mean, I'm, dork. I'm a dork. In, so in the comics, um, and I mentioned Nightwing a second ago, Nightwing is the first Robin post Robin, a kid named Dick Grayson. He's who you think of when you think of Robin. Yeah. Um, boy wonder, boy wonder. Yeah. That's Dick Grayson. He was the first Robin. The second Robin was a kid named Jason Todd yeah. who was killed by the Joker. And that's, yeah. I mean, I think that's supposed to be Jason Todd's. Oh yeah. Ostensibly yeah, that's sure. Jason Todd's Definitely. Robin suit in yeah. the Batcave. Well, and I think that the movie missed an opportunity. I think they should have shown flashbacks of yes. Jason Todd getting basically killed. Yes. Because that sets the tone for that's why Batman doesn't trust anybody. Why, why is the Joker still alive? If he, if he kills, if he killed Jason, a, oh why did Batman not immediately kill him? That yeah. is such a good point. Yeah, if true. this, if this Batman is willing to cross that line, yeah. why not cross seemingly it so willy nilly? Yeah. When the Joker kills his sidekick, why does he not kill him? Right. Yeah. yeah it, it, that's not the Batman. They give, they set the story up as if this is the Batman we all know and love that does not cross the line. Sure. But then he crosses the line, just distorting the entire movie. They said, yeah, right. Yeah. Now, um, something that I think that kind of tickled me watching this movie <laughs> is they tried to rewrite, uh, Jonathan Kent yeah. for man of steel. Yeah. <sighs> because throughout the whole movie, as we talked about in our first podcast, he was like, what maybe. was I going to, what was I going to do? Maybe. Like let those kids drown. And Jonathan was like, maybe Pro- probably maybe. though, maybe probably. But then in this movie, he's talking to Lois and he's like, I just want to do what my dad told me to, you know, use my powers for good and save people. It, and yeah, I'm like, that was the thing. Why did, did he say he, that? He said the line, <laughs> Superman was just the dream of a farmer from Kansas. Yeah, you're like, it no, he was, was not. You would be hidden in a room somewhere. It was no not. one could see your powers. It, it, Superman was basically like, I just got to do what my dad always said and show everybody my powers in front of everybody <laughs> and never hide them ever. It's like, uh, no. It was like, you didn't remember that. Did you guys catch he that? wasn't like that at they all. Gave Jonathan, did you guys catch that they gave Jonathan a completely different accent in this yeah, movie? Well, let's talk about one. that scene in general. Superman walked to the Arctic Circle. You can fly, bro. Yeah. <laughs> May, okay. He's hallucinating. Sure. Of his dead father. But yeah. he's there, though. Okay. That's the question, because it's okay for Superman to talk to Jor-El, his space dad, because he is a hologram and he is an AI present in the Kryptonian ships. Yeah. When he talks to Jonathan, it can be nothing other than a psychotic break. Right. And Jonathan cannot have a physical presence in this scene. Superman gets there. Jonathan is building a, built the t- a pile of sticks and rocks. That's such a good point. Superman goes, they finish the conversation. He goes, I know, Dad, and looks away. And we cut to another shot of Superman, the reverse angle, and Jonathan is not there. And then we as the audience go, oh, yeah, another dream sequence. And <laughs> then we as movie. the audience go, but wait, can dreams build weird little stacks of rocks and sticks? And the <laughs> answer we're faced with in this movie is yes. Heck yeah, they can. But in this scene, and talk more about this, Jonathan Kent, it's like he learned to talk different. Yeah, he uh, in the first movie, he was he was like, maybe you should have just killed those kids and let them drown. And then in this movie, he's like, yeah, I tried to save those horses at the <laughs> next little farm. They, they, it ended up flooding the neighbor's farm. <laughs> well, I, I was what, eating cake. I don't know what in tarnation happened. It kept me up all night long. You slowly turned into Woody Harrelson at the end of that. <laughs> so we we see Batman, Superman, we see Lex's plan, and then it all comes together in what is supposedly Act 3, where they're going to all 
face. They're all going to meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to spend some time here. So, my goodness, this movie is such a slog. I felt like my butt was being punished. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, we literally went, there's still an hour left. I had the same thing. I paused it and I got up and I popped popcorn and I poured myself a Coke because I'm like, (laughs) I am not getting through this by myself. There is one entire hour left of this film. Oh my goodness. And this is when when this happens. At, At the one hour left mark is whenever Batman and Superman face off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so there's a couple confusing things about sure. this face off. Um, a couple. <laughs> there's, a, there's a good For amount. One, the face off. For one, Batman versus Superman, Donald Justice. <laughs> Continue with your list. Okay. Well, I, I don't even know where to start. Uh, Superman <laughs> Me meets neither. Batman and he's like, Bruce, we need to talk. And Batman's like, <laughs> Batman goes, but I just got all these cool new green toys. But you would think that Superman would be like, hey, 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 okay, real quick. I'm a shot from a distance. Uh, I have a mom. <laughs> let's get, let's get that right. Let's say that. Let's get there. Let's get Goodness there. I'm so excited. Gracious. But he could just, he could just say his plan really fast, but. Batman is just <laughs> so stubborn. And he's like, Mm-mm, come closer. I have all these traps for you. So he sets all these traps. Don't know why the kryptonite was a spear that he put on the first floor. For real. Make a dagger, dude. Okay, here is my question. Put the kryptonite spear in the ground. Point up. That's what I said. Because he, he smacks Superman over the edge and Superman is falling helpless. Why does he not impale Superman right there on the spear? Yeah. And... He he basically beats Superman with all the kryptonite weapons he creates. Superman, he throws him off of the balcony. Well, mm-hmm. and there's such a difference between times for power recovery here. Yeah. He gets hit with the first grenade and 30 seconds later, he's, he's, he's full well, power. Okay, again. what I think happened is that Superman actually paused the game and drank like a, a power rebuff. Like a surge. A rebuff Or potion. like a power raid. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had some potions that he crafted. Electrolytes earlier. kind of a thing. Um, quick, if you were watching this video feed, our GoPro... Died again. Battery completely died. Uh, so now we're using these two side cameras. We've got one there. David, you pointed that one. We've got those two. So we're just going to make it... Uh, each of these side cameras represents one chunk. So. The, the thing that made no sense to me in this scene is he... Superman's down. Right. Down and out. Right. Throws him off the balcony. Uh, can't move. And Batman, instead of going, hey, the spear that I made, it's about to go through you. He goes, I have this fun contraption I call the merry-go-round. <laughs> Ties it to his foot, which I don't know how. Yeah, how do the physics physically of that it scene works? I am so glad that you brought this up because this is my super <laughs> dump. This is the really just the spin is your uh, dump. This is the worst moment in a film <laughs> made of worst moments. This is the dirty diaper at the bottom of a dumpster fire. The, I mean, seriously. Yeah, it's bad. The physics of the moment that Batman begins the spin is just like, whoop, with a wrist. And Superman just full circle spins at about a foot per second. It's the slowest spin of all time. And it's completely unnecessary. He wasn't like, he needs a little bit more. It was just like, I'm going to teach him a spinny lesson. I really got this tool and I need to use it. (laughs) Let me see if Kryptonians can puke. 100%. I haven't been sledgehammering tires for nothing. (laughs) Goodness gracious. So then he finally gets him on the ground, has the again, spear. Again, to be clear, on the ground, vulnerable for the second time. <laughs> the second time. <laughs> and he grabs the spear and the just the the most important moment in the entire movie. This is movie. what this whole movie has been building toward. It's been building to this moment, which I'm assuming they, they were around a table similar to this table. Probably. And they said, okay, Batman has to hate Superman. That's what the movie's about. But there has to be a point where Batman has a revelation about who Superman is and says, this is not my enemy. And somebody from the back of the room goes, hey, what, hey, what about moms? Don't they love their moms, both of them? <laughs> don't they, hey, don't they both have moms? And he goes, genius. I and love it. Superman says in this moment, <clears throat> he's going to kill Martha. Martha, not my mom. Because as you both know. Everyone refers to their mom by her first name. <laughs> I don't even know how to begin dissecting this scene because of how little sense it makes. It makes no sense. Because the the supposition on the audience is that Batman in this moment goes, wait, I killed a whole bunch of people earlier. Did they all have moms? <laughs> Is everyone someone's son or daughter? <laughs> this movie, this doesn't have any internal logic with the universe because 
with that, like Batman just learned everyone in the world has a mom. All of that knowledge coursing through his body at should one time. Should enable him to fly. He should have shot through the moon like an arrow <laughs> through an apple. And here's the other thing. Batman should have learned one, maybe two facts about Clark before he went into this situation. You'd think a cursory Google search would have popped up. Where he's Mom, like, Martha can't. His except, Martha as well? Except... I don't know that we're ever presented with the fact that Batman knows that Clark Kent is Superman. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Because That's all he says is, Martha won't die tonight. <laughs> and then he's and, like, your, Mar- your Martha's my Martha now. We have this only one Martha. No Martha's <laughs> dead ever again. Same Martha. And so he goes to save Martha. Uh, Our Martha. And then Superman dies. And then he's just at Martha's house. Yeah. For Superman's funeral. We don't know that Batman ever finds out until the funeral yeah. <laughs> that so Superman true. is Clark Kent. Which shows you how terrible this Batman is that he is like, that's the same uh, guy from what? before? No, no. Clark has glasses. <laughs> Superman has laser eyes. <laughs> talk about Perry, Clark's boss, sees pictures of Superman all the time and at no point was able to like, he, you don't, you don't think then, that. It at couldn't the be. End of this movie, you don't think. At the end of this movie, the front page headline Superman dead, world in mourning. Next the page. next page Clark Kent dead and missing. Like Perry was never like, You guys ever noticed that it's so stupid. Superman and Clark. No, never mind. You just make fun no, of me. You just make fun be. of me if it I couldn't asked. be. It couldn't be. <laughs> that, this moment, I think for a lot of people, but definitely for us, just destroyed the movie. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Like the, it was the last straw. It you was. Didn't, at didn't even this, want to see the climax. It was at this moment that I, I realized this movie was not for me. Because yeah. there, there's no, there's no revelation that that Batman gets to say like, oh my gosh, he's a human because he he's has a, a mom. <laughs> Goodness. So then they automatically are like, hey, Martha Bros, let's team up. <laughs> like, team Martha. <laughs> team Martha. Martha League. And then they become. <laughs> is your Martha cool? <laughs> Are all Marthas cool? (laughs) Is every Martha like dope? (laughs) So then they go out and fight Lex together. Or fight Doomsday. Let's kind of speed round through this part because ultimately it's just a big old CGI turd. It's a swamp of Dagobah of epic proportions full of garbage. Not kidding. It is 35 to 40 minutes long. Of just punches. Of a fight at the end. Punching over and over. Something that I that I it's hard to do and it's why I, you really can't build a superhero movie off of this. It's not fun to see uh, no. a superhero fight where they have super strength and flight because it's just like boom. Yeah. yeah. The whole it's just time. that for 30 minutes. It's like, that's not fun to watch. No. Or Batman's, Wonder Woman does her really cool state of the art 2012 CGI jump for a mile. Let's talk <laughs> I about hate Wonder that Woman. so much. Let's talk about Wonder Woman. She's Wonder gotten Woman, off pretty easy thus far. Wonder Woman in this film is there for no reason other sh- than to say, hey, uh, wait for summer 2017. We're going to yeah. have a movie coming Wonder out. Woman should not be in this film. No. But I am so thankful that she was because then we got to watch her watch trailers for the Justice League, each individual member with their new logos that Lex Luthor made. Engaging th- the reaction was wonderful. I think that this is the first movie where I have been surprised by five trailers for a movie that won't come out for a year and a half. Wedged in the middle of a movie that I thought I wanted to see until I saw it. It's a great, that's good. great point. <laughs> I mean, that's so good. I think, okay, right off the bat. And we'll we'll get more in depth into Wonder Woman, so I don't want to spend too much time on her here because uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to her solo movie, get to her movie soon. Um, yeah, two weeks. Gal right? is great. Perfect. She's great. Perfect cast. Looking. Yeah. Perfect cast for Wonder Woman. Yep. Beyond that, though, I mean, she she's a fine actress. No, don't get me yeah. wrong. I just think her writing was just like, um, can you jump a lot? <laughs> Is that it, cool? They were just a little bit like, what if Thor was boring and a girl? Yep. And I think, so I th- we see there's a really quick shot of her holding, like tying Doomsday up in her magic lasso at yeah. the end of this movie, yep. Yep. which for me, as somebody who reads comic books, makes total sense. Yeah. For my wife, as somebody who wouldn't touch a comic book with a nine and a half foot pole as if it were a mean one, Mr. Grinch, <laughs> that did not make any sense at all. And I think this movie... DC really relied on their characters just being too present in the zeitgeist. Yeah. 
and didn't really explain. Like when we see that picture, when Bruce sees that picture for the first time with Captain Kirk, with Captain Kirk and Captain Wonder Woman in the movie, and she has her tiara. There's not a person alive who would say, "I don't know who that is," because that's clearly Wonder Woman. But we don't know why she's in that picture. Yeah, and. More importantly, we don't know why she's in this movie. <laughs> she's in this movie. So true. Yeah. What was the point? Yeah. There's no real point to having her in the movie other than having like some you know little fun jabs with Bruce. <laughs> Wasn't that a good time? <laughs> Did you enjoy that? Which Did you we like all it? loved. And and I hate to say this, her theme song is so bad. Yeah, it's really hard to listen to. It is immediately. It just pulls me me right out. Yeah, Yeah. instantly. I will say, and I know we all gave, we all gave a pump. Some of us gave a super pump, I think. That was my super pump. Man of Steel soundtrack? Yeah. Yeah. The soundtrack for this movie is abysmal. It's bad. The music does not match the action on screen. Every time that there was any kind of music, it completely took me out of the movie. I didn't like Lex's at all either. No. Lex's... Hans Zimmer 100% recycled his Jack Sparrow theme for Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, I mean, oh, the man. theme was how he talked. Yeah. yeah. Quiet, loud. Yeah. Loud, quiet. Quiet, loud. Loud, quiet. Yeah. yeah. Music. I'm going to give a dump to the music in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I think so too. But I will say the um, four second scene where Clark flew back, flew back to Smallville to talk to Martha and With the, the man theme, theme played. I, yeah, I liked the it Man again, of Steel theme you know? is, is gorgeous. Yeah, it's really great. And 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 honestly, that and back to the fight scene again just brings me to a huge issue with this movie, including the fight scene. There's the pacing is lightning speed. I mean, it is from the moment this movie starts. There's not a moment to breathe, and no. yet somehow nothing mo- happens. Nothing happens, and the movie still feels so long. Yes. When I, I feel like, and they, they missed it with Man of Steel, I think they missed it even more yes. in BVS, is tension. There, there's so much tension building, and you, you're supposed to add scenes of character development and humor to break the tension. Think of Dark Knight Rises. There's so many scenes where him and Alfred are talking, and he's saying, him like... him Selena. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's so many times where Bruce will say something witty, yeah. you know, where Alfred's like, you know, you can take the roles, just make sure you fill it back with gas. You yeah. scoundrel. <laughs> and yeah, it just yeah. lightens, the, lightens the tension. It makes there's, you believe that these characters have a relationship when the movie's not happening. Yes. Yeah. And this is something that I don't think that DC oh. does well at all. Oh, because so good. I don't think, like, I don't buy that Bruce and Alfred ever talk unless a camera is on them. That yeah. is so like, good. These characters, they, they've created a bunch of characters that do not live beyond the frame of the film. Right. That's great. Yeah, that's a great um, way to put it. There, there's only one laugh in this movie, and it's when Batman says a little curse word uh, when Doomsday is about to blast him. Uh, okay, I have a, a confession to make, and you guys can take your super dump on me <laughs> okay. after I say this. I, I laughed pretty hard this time at the... Is she with you? I thought she was with you. Part <laughs> yeah. when they when they both meet Wonder Woman for the first time. Yeah, I laughed pretty hard at that part, and I don't necessarily like that about myself. I'm not really proud of that. I think you were suffering from something that I like to call Batman versus Superman delirium, which is where <laughs> throughout being sucked into the black hole of despair and hopelessness that is this movie, you actually found one glimmer of hope and it is that when that scene happened you actually took your eyes off the screen and remembered that you didn't have to watch if you didn't I want think to. when that when that scene happened it was like I was waiting for the clock to strike midnight and it's like 1155 <laughs> and I was just like oh man we're almost what done sweet sweet relief we're almost done my carriage will once so, again become a pump the only thing that we haven't really talked about thus far is the death of yep, Superman that's exactly where we're going how that, do you guys feel about that Well, so here's one thing I don't like about it and the Superman movie, Superman Returns, did this as well. And you can't do it. Kryptonite makes Superman crippled. End he, of story. That, just, that, that is what kryptonite does. Yes. We all know it. We use it as an expression. Oh, that's my kryptonite, meaning yeah. it disables me. There's but, a wonderful song. <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't know what 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 song what song you're wearing. Kryptonite. Isn't it three doors down? <laughs> I, I didn't know I didn't know. Can who, you who sing singing. it? Maybe hum a few bars. You know someone that's like it's like Kryptonite. <laughs> okay. All right. You know that one? <laughs> we'll say that I do. But anyway, <laughs> Kryptonite disables Superman. Right. That's just a fact. Yeah. But yet in the climax of both Superman Returns and 
Batman for Superman. We like to be like, no, no, no. But when he really needs it. he just really it, believes in himself. If he just tries. If he just yeah, tries, like, though. Yeah, Kryptonite, yeah, it disables him. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. But when he really needs it. What if no, he no, 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 really no, wants you. to I save the day? But what if this once, just this once, he was like, oh, but don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but please, don't please, Kryptonite, no. I, I hate it. He's taking this spear, and he's like, you know, you usually, yeah, Coffin can't move at all, but I really, really need to use it this time. So I'm going to fly, and I'm going to stab Doomsday. Or give it to Wonder Woman, yeah, who's not affected. Give it to by Kryptonite, also super strong. And apparently, one of her powers is jumping a quarter mile. Yeah, you grab the rope, there, Steel Boy. You hold him down, yeah. and have her, the one who doesn't suffer from crippling Kryptonite, stab him. But that wouldn't be as cool. So he takes the spear that's supposed to completely disable him, and he does one last heroic stab, which I, yeah. I was already gone at this point in the yeah, movie. I did not sure. care at this point. So, I was still back there with Martha somewhere. So <laughs> let's kind of blaze through this. Superman dies. Yep. He is honored as a hero, um, and somehow the overwhelming majority of the population that said we should not have a Superman is now mourning him as a hero. Yes. Yep. And they write, if you seek his monument, look around you. And I say, at what? <laughs> what did Superman ever do for the people in this movie other than destroy their city? Well, and, and, and beyond that even, I think, is what did those people ever do to honor Superman prior to his death? Yeah. And why was Superman having such a terrible, depressing time saving people? Yeah. Seriously. Throughout yeah. this entire movie, he's just like, ugh. And you're like, this must be my burden to bear. And you're yeah. like, you're supposed to be a symbol of hope, and he looks like he's having a miserable time. Dog, you're yeah. bulletproof. Like, if you got to fly into a and fire that's sometimes, okay. that's okay. I think we are approaching my super dump for this movie. Hit it. My super dump on this movie is the assassination of the character of Superman in this movie. When he goes and talks to his dad in the mountains, uh, his dad basically says, I saved things that needed saving. In this case, it's horses. Yeah. I saved things that needed saving. And when I did that, there were unforeseen consequences. Yeah. Which, as a concept, I like. Uh, a similar uh, a similar kind of crisis of conscience was presented in Civil War, Captain America Civil War, two months after this movie came out, Yeah, uh, where they say, when we act, sometimes there's collateral damage. Yeah. And is it worth it to keep acting? Yeah. And I think Captain America in that movie demonstrates what should have been Superman's response in this movie, where he says, regardless, this is right. And yeah. I know it to be right. Yeah. It has to be right. Helping people is always right. So regardless of the cost... I have to do that. Yeah. And what Superman learns from his dad in this movie and what he learns from his mom when she says, you don't owe these people anything. Love that scene. Su I hate that scene. I love that scene. When she says, you don't owe these people anything. Superman does owe these people. Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. Superman has the power to help these people. Superman has the power to make a difference <laughs> and to be a force for good in the world. Thus, he has the responsibility to act. And in the comics... That's very much his viewpoint where he yeah. says, I can do these things and I alone can do these things. Therefore, I have to. So yeah. I must do these yeah. things. Yeah. And that is not the Superman we were presented here. And honestly, that's so disappointing. Yeah. Because when a little kid wears a Superman shirt, they're familiar with this Superman. The S and, means hope. And that is not, yeah. that's not a hero. Like when I have kids, I'm not going to point to the Superman and say, that is a hero. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And that's that's going to be my super dump for this movie. And I have a feeling that's going to be my super dump for any movie that this Superman shows up in, yeah, unless yeah. there's some serious course correction. I think it also looks great, though. Oh, he looks great. <laughs> Tell well, us about it, David. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When you look at his jawline, you oh, really his jawline is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't thrown out my super pump or super dump. Sorry. Okay. I want to throw it out real quick. Yeah. And it's I've noticed it's not even necessarily about this movie. It's about DC as a whole. Okay. Because... Obviously, they're writing the coattails of Marvel. Sure. And here's what... Talking specifically movies. Movies, yeah. 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 Here's, here's what I, I don't think that DC has the right to do. DC has planned out movies. At this point, they planned out movies to like 2021. Right. They're like, okay, you're going you're gonna to have a BVS, and we're going to hit you with a Wonder Woman, and we're going to hit you with a Suicide Squad. We got Green Lantern Corps coming. And it's like, okay, Marvel did that. Yeah. After they did Avengers, they started planning out years in advance because they earned it. And people liked them. But you can't do that if you haven't made a good movie yet. Seriously. 
Yeah. It's See, like that, the bottom line. Man of Steel wasn't, d- didn't get good reviews. People didn't really like it that much. It was okay. BVS comes out. People really didn't like it. Suicide Squad hated it. Oh my oh, goodness. We'll get there <laughs> next week. The worst part about this whole podcast as an idea is that me, Doge, will have to watch Suicide Squad for a second time. Very soon, too. Like and less I'm than a week from now. Oh my goodness. But, but the things we do for internet popularity. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, DC can't do this. Right. DC can't plan out 2021, 2025 when they haven't made a good movie yet. Yeah. Yeah. DC, you really got to nail 2016 before you can make all these promises about 2021. Yes. Yeah. And they just didn't. Yeah. yeah. So we have Superman dead. Then that leads into the thing they've been teasing the whole movie. Justice League's coming. The formulation of the Justice League. Batman says there's more out there. We go and find them. And then it And then ends. it ends. But it doesn't just end. We zoom in on Clark's casket. And the dirt. This is the worst. This is the worst thing. In what <laughs> universe has it ever been established that like, okay, so Superman's powers. Here we go. He's got flying. He's got laser eyeballs. He's got cold breath. And we call it float dirt. It's where he makes dirt float. But oh, they, no. they, they give you this to kind of just give you this little bit of a nod saying Superman's still alive. Don't you worry. But he's not going to wake up just yet. <laughs> he's just making dirt flow. He's only mostly dead. Okay. Let's move on to rate this yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, that's great. I think that's good. Uh, so, uh, Jane Beans, hit us with the scale. Oh, you better believe it. Here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we've developed a rating system to kind of help us categorize movies as we watch them. Bull and proof. I will go over that real quick. Uh, the best thing that we can say about a movie, own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. Boom. Yep. Obviously. Right underneath that, we're going to have buy the special edition. That's a good thing. Right under that, rent it. Go out. Blockbuster. Hollywood video. Steal it from your grandparents' house. I don't care. Uh, Right underneath that is going to be stream it. Netflix. Don't pay for it. Don't pay for it. If it's part of your plan, don't pay for it. Stream that puppy. Uh, Right underneath that is going to be a category called forget it. You're better off if you just pretend this movie didn't exist. And beneath that, the lowest a movie can possibly go, a category known as God hath forsaken us. (laughs) So, what do you give this movie? For me? Yeah. For Jordan Wonders? Yeah, give Your it. chunk for the week? <laughs> I'm going to have to give this movie... Forget it. Really? Okay. I think if you care about Batman or good things, yeah. you would be better off just pretending this movie didn't exist. Doge? Even though I did stream it, I also give this a forget it. Mm. This movie gave me... A little bit of superhero PTSD. I got brain indigestion. Where where I was so pumped for this movie, and then I was so let down by this movie that this is not a joke. Every superhero movie that I've seen since then, I've gone in going, "Oh man, it's probably not going to be as good as I hope it is." Same, a hundred percent same. And that that to me, like as somebody who loves superheroes, yeah, that is the worst thing that could have happened to me. I would be better off if I forgot this movie existed. See, I'm I'm a little bit more positive than you guys. I'm going to give it a stream it. Okay. I would stream it if, if I was already paying for the subscription. Now, would I fast forward a ton, <laughs> but we're saying that I would, I would stream the movie. I'd watch it. I get to the scenes that I like to see the cool scenes. Um, but I would never pay money to rent it. Um, or let alone buy it <laughs> at 2.5 speed and on mute and maybe up above your head in like a barber shop or in a doctor's waiting room. <laughs> this might be a pretty cool movie to watch. Honestly, we, we talked about that. It would make just as much sense if it was <coughs> muted. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of it's done through cinematography. Dialogue yeah. and storyline cool doesn't matter. Yeah. Do, do they I talk in this movie? To, I, I would love know. to go back and I'm sure there's been something posted. I would love to see a breakdown like how many lines does Superman have in his own movie? How many lines does Batman have? Like, yeah. cause it's got, I've, I left this, I remember leaving the theater after watching this movie feeling like, oh man, it really sucks that they didn't give Henry Cavill anything to do in this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so real uh, quick, real quick sidebar. Uh, I know that we have been very critical of this movie and very critical of Man of Steel. If you love these movies, then love these movies. Yeah, please love these movies. That is that is something that I think we did not do a good job of addressing in our Man of Steel episode. 
movies are much greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah. And right now what we're doing is we're dumping a box of Legos out on the table and looking at each part and going, that looks pretty stupid. It's not a bad, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. If you love this movie, love this movie. Love please. what you love, please. Yeah. Don't let us influence anything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, what I do want to do is, is go ahead and wrap up with maybe some closing thoughts. Um, Doge, do you have anything for us? Um, oh gosh. What can I say that we haven't said? This movie was two hours and 40 minutes of my life that I wish I could erase men in black style. That's good. That's good. David. Uh, I mean, I just think it was, uh, a sloppy failed attempt to give us really Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think the movie was about Batman and they, they just, they missed the parts of Batman that make him Batman, sure. the intellect, the, uh, the moral compass. Yeah. And so we got like snippets of a cool Batman that we haven't really seen like Christian Bale's Batman, but not the good parts. Right. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it's, it's frustrating. Like we said, as Batman fans, it's frustrating to, to just get glimmers of hope but nowhere near where well, Batman on this be. planet. It's glimmers of an S. <laughs> well, it, the S, it actually, it stands for mommy. The S stands for make dirt float, man. <laughs> the, the, S stand, the S stands for flirt, floaty dirt mom, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you again. The biggest point that I want to reiterate is that ultimately this was a movie, uh, made for an audience that I don't believe really exists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an audience of people that know enough about superheroes to get the inside jokes and the inside stabs at Easter eggs, but also don't care that much if they change everything to fit a narrative that doesn't exist within the world already. Yeah. Yeah. And so this ultimately just ended up being a very frustrating watch for me personally. Um, and so, yeah, again, if you, if you like it, sorry, but, um, (laughs) next week we are going to be talking about the movie that I look forward to the least in this entire series, suicide squad. I'm gonna leave you with this little teaser. This may be my least favorite movie in the entire world. Coming from somebody who has watched every single entry in the sci-fi original series, Sharktopus. I've watched every single Sharktopus movie. (laughs) On purpose. (laughs) On purpose. And I like all of them better than Suicide Squad. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Again, we just want to say how thankful we are for uh, our our listeners and watchers for tuning in. It means yeah. seriously the world to us. Absolutely. Um, the response from last episode was so wonderful. Uh, we are so humbled and we're excited to keep doing this. Uh, so do me a favor. Uh, hug your Martha's tight this evening <laughs> or this afternoon, whenever you might be listening to it. Um, and this week for two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan. I'm Doge. And I'm David. Good night, Chunkies. Peace. See you next time. See you next time. On two hunks and a chunk. It's actually uh, two chunks and a hunk, but we'll fix it. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.